Last time on Cloudfall. The party saved an entire civilization. Instead of evacuating the Skyland of Baxi, they chose to make a desperate plea to the people to give back. To give back to the island that sustains all of them. And they did. Through their influence and their friendships, they managed to convince the people of Baxi to give back, to yield their magic, to become physically exhausted, drained, in order to replenish the island that they had been draining all along. And now, equipped with the knowledge and the power to save a plummeting Skyland, our humble Farewellians have been hailed as the heroes of the clouds. But Lyrian is still out there. Something is wrong with the great beasts, and a mysterious, blue-eyed creature still poses an unknown threat. The work of our heroes is not over, not by a long shot. Doran, Aaron, Journey, Poppy, and Guy are standing on the docks outside the vehicle hangar of Baxi. The bright morning sun catches the whole Bay Area in a moment of humming optimism, with the citizens feeling safer than they have in months. Out here on the long wooden docks, as the wind whips through your hair, you're being guided by Brass Captain Garth between ships of all size and quality. You can tell with recent changes made to mainland air travel these skyships are the new way of life. It's kind of the only way to get around in the clouds now, and they're abundant. Captain Garth leads you to a humble, derelict-looking vessel with this big, bulbous front window and a patchwork of wooden panels covering up recent damage to the hull. You can see multiple layers of paint that seem to flake away with every gust of the wind. He kind of looks at all of you and looks down at the derelict ship. Uh, is this it? This is the one? What? No, this is my cruiser. I just forgot my coffee. He uh, opens the door, uh, reaches inside, grabs a coffee mug, and continues walking with all of you. It's, it's real, real nice, yeah, Captain I, Garth. A fine nice. ship. Yeah, really. we we're just relieved because we knew it was yours and yeah. didn't want to take your ship. Right. <laughs> Roll <I'd>... a persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> Deception. I really like all the colors you have going on. <laughs> I was hoping I'd do worse, but I got a 26. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst when you want to roll bad. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of nods and goes, oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we could trade yours for mine. We'll see what you think. <laughs> oh, we couldn't do that. I, I know with the rolling pin, I just like could never give it up. That's my, my home. Oh, yeah. Um, you'll have plenty of room for that. Trust me. Oh. Um. You continue walking down the docks until it becomes clear that he means to lead you to the end of the docks. But that can't possibly be true because the only ship left at the end of the docks is an opulent 
gorgeous three-story pleasure craft, reminiscent of a nautical wooden ship, except for its sleek composure, dark wood and silver accents, and its signature, a massive set of wooden horns curled like a ram, arcing from the front of the ship. Well, this is what they wanted to offer you. Heroes of the clouds and all, we appreciate it. That's gigantic. Well, it's actually a mid-level cruiser, but should be plenty of room for the five of you. Um, pardon me, how much bismite would it take to run this thing? We're prepared to cover that as well. At least uh, a full tank. Get you where you want to go. Will we be offered a crew as well? I'm not sure the five of us can manage this on our own. You are on your own as far as it comes to finding a driver. If you drive the rolling pin, it shouldn't be too different. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure I can figure it out. This thing is too big. Poppy, you're so smart. I'm sure we can figure it out. It'll be just like the pin. Look at it. It's so cool. Uh, it's so much space. Yeah. Well, we actually can't use this for city business. Um, doesn't exactly suit our purposes, as it's kind of a party vessel, but this was actually recently uh, repossessed. This was built for the Blight. Oh. oh, boy. Ever since you guys took him down in the last few weeks, we've been able to dismantle their presence in Baxi almost entirely. That's great. What? <sighs> hmm. Sorry, ram horns. And was that before or after the... Was that part of the Blight's Oh, yeah, order? it's just a big uh, decal. You know, they like to be all badass and intimidating. Yeah. Well, that fits us, too, so... What be... was the name of the ship? Or, I guess, is the name? It used to be called the Flying Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he points to, like, the, the shadow of some letters on the side of the ship where they had peeled off the, like, stickers and stuff, and he's like, you guys are welcome to rename it how you see fit. It has, like, the decal peeled off of a kid peeing with his pants oh pulled down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the Calvin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> peeing on the good people of Baxi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so there might be one small issue, not a huge deal, but they're not gone. The blade's not entirely disbanded. Oh, we know, but you really cut off the head here. We had a good chance to storm in after you and root out their presence. They don't have the foothold they did. Has right, the ship, not here. Has the ship been checked for, like, trackers? I mean, is it safe to use? Yeah, we gave it a once-over. Can I roll? That would be insight. Insight, yeah. yeah. I just don't know if I trust him that he did a good job. Yeah. 18. He actually looks a little, um unprepared when you asked that. He was like, oh, you know, in his face, he looks like, yeah, we probably should have done a better job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perhaps we can do our own once or twice over even. Yeah, we'll want to do that for sure. Maybe not a bad idea. So you'll give us one full tank to get to wherever we're going and, yeah. and then we have to fuel the ship ourselves. Right, but a full tank, that would get you to farewell and back maybe a couple times. Great. I see no need for such a superfluous trip to go back and forth. <laughs> well, we'd love to see you again. You've done great work here. We'll certainly visit. Um, are there blueprints of the ship, just so we can kind of understand what has all been put in here? Uh, the Blight, they're not so good with documentation. You might have to do some exploring on your own. Well, that, that sounds fun. Okay. May we board? Please. Yeah, and do the keys. <laughs> we never got to that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I reach up really hard to grab them. 
Captain Garth has just extended the gangplank to walk out to your new ship. This plank uh, extends into a very large opening, like a garage door almost, um, that goes into a what looks like a cargo bay on the bottom level of the ship, the sort of belly of the ship at the bottom. And what you see in here is a checkered wooden floor, a flat floor that spans the entire place. It's almost completely empty in this room. It seems there's nothing being held here. It doesn't look like a utility room where you would store, you know, goods and supplies and stuff. It's just an empty flat floor. There's uh, stairs going up to the uh, main level, not far from here, a door that blocks it all off. But this could make a serviceable cargo room if you guys needed to carry large things or perhaps another vehicle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has a big opening to the outside? The kind of garage door that you guys just Perfect. walked in through. Okay. Perfect. How many um, rolling pins could we fit in that? Mm, I think you could comfortably fit like three rolling pins okay. kind of stacked next to each other down there. Wow. Hanger bay. Yeah. Mm, we could expand. <laughs> Start a chain franchise. bakery. A yeah, fleet. franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just drop them off on Skylines as we fly by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mikey can man yeah. them, I guess. <laughs> um, give me perception checks. Can I cast Find Traps? Sure. Instead? Yes. I cast Find Traps. Okay. I got a 24 perception. An 8 for me. I got a 2. 10. Um, Tara, can you read me the text of Find Traps? Yes. You sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. Hmm. A trap, for the purpose of this spell, includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable, which was specifically intended as such by its creator. Thus, the spell would sense an area affected by the alarm spell, a glyph of warding, or a mechanical pit trap, but it would not reveal a natural weakness in the floor, mm. an unstable ceiling, or a hidden sinkhole. Okay. Aaron, looking around this room, you see a couple switches on the wall, a couple levers to be pulled. Uh, Journey, you know that among those levers is a trap. Um, you can sense, Journey, that... There is something you can do in this room that uh, essentially incapacitates everyone in this cargo bay. I think we should take our time and really explore this place. I think there's some booby traps left behind by the blight. There's something with the switches. Maybe. I don't know. But this room might be a little dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I saw the levers over here. Maybe we don't do anything with these for the moment. Oh, do you want not. me to take a look at the levers? Maybe it's magical. I would say let's not mess with any of them, but if we can try to investigate maybe what they're connected to or try and find out what they do. Could I arcana check? Sure. Garth with us still? Um, no, he's actually just back outside by the docks, just okay. kind of waiting for your, like, inspection and turnover sort of thing. Okay. A dirty 20. Very nice. Um, yeah, you can tell that these three levers on the wall are each linked to three different spells. Mm, um, okay, yes. Uh, they are magic. Uh, one of them is Minor Illusion. Uh, one of them is Dancing Lights. And one of them is Sleep. Mm. I'm pretty sure they just, like, tortured people in here. <laughs> cool. Does not fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said it was Minor Illusion and Dancing Lights? Yep, and this one is Sleep. Don't touch it. It kind of sounds like... You can almost have, like, a dance party or something in here. Oh. 
You all look right. down at the hatched wooden floor, flat surface. You can tell, indeed, this is a dance hall. Wow. <laughs> that would make more sense. Why would they have sleep in there? Just to... Party's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need people to just clean up, you know? Yeah. yeah, I suppose. That's pretty cool. We could use this. Sure. Can someone label them? Oh. Oh, yeah. Here, hold on. I'll pull out like a... I don't know, some sort of shop tags or something. Shop tags. Yeah. Yeah. I have a label maker. Yeah, of course you do. Poppy's yeah. <laughs> sitting there for like 45 minutes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. You oh, all... sorry. Um, You can't read, can you? You don't have to say it every time. But... Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, the blue one here is for dancing lights. Okay. And then this one is for illusion. Right, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the red one is sleep. Okay, thank you. Doran flips on the minor illusion one. Okay. Um, you see from the ceiling this glittering sphere, uh, sort of like a diamond, just kind of projects like sparkling lights like all over the room, and the room begins to dim. Cool. And then dancing lights? Uh, from all angles of the room, you see these colorful spotlights like shine down kind of in rhythm. Very cool. All right, I'll, I'll turn them both off. Okay. Not particularly useful for a hangar bay. How's it looking in there? Oh, spacious. Any, uh, anything we missed? Well, there's definitely potentially traps. Uh, oh, yeah, there's traps on there for sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the warning. Should we go up a level and look at the top deck? How much time do we have, Garth? I, I'm, I know you're a busy person. Yeah, I've got a meeting in about half an hour. Okay. Uh, we'll be quick. Just, yeah. Yeah, uh, Aaron's going to find a way to go up um, to the next level. Yeah, the there's ship. just a, a door with a stairwell at the end of this hallway. Uh, you head up. Even even the stairways in this are not utilitarian. They're, like, elegant with these, like, needlessly decorative railings that are kind of this curled, like, silver and dark wood metalwork. Um, every inch of this place is, like, too decorative to be purposeful. We could hang like ribbons and bunting and lights on these to make it cute. For what? Uh, for making it cute. I mean, we're not gonna be in the ship that long. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I guess. But you follow the switchback stairs up to the middle level. This is entirely contained within the body of the ship, and here you can see a kind of. Um, important-looking front door, a little wider than the others, uh, adorned with the same kind of ram's horn motif on either side of the door. In the center of this room, you also see a conversation pit. Um, It is a kind of large circular area that is set down into the floor a little bit. There's some uh, circular couches in there and uh, like a central like mini coffee table in the middle. Is there shag carpeting? Like, how 70s is this? Not quite 70s. Okay. Um, yeah, a powdered it, wig like, hanging on the walls. <laughs> 1870. <laughs> More like they were trying to go for some kind of, like, f- uh, fantasy, like, hyper-modern sort of look in here. Mm, okay. Um, there's also a, uh, a chandelier in the center of the room over that central lounge with some silvery leaf motifs on it. Uh, that's kind of casting the light in this room. So you can see there's there's three other rooms here. There's that captain's quarters in the front, and then there is a green door and a red door, and then there's a, another door in the middle of all of it. Cracking those open, you can see that two of these are themed bedrooms. One mm-hmm. of them is called the Wilds. The other one's called the Inferno. Um, the central door is actually a shared bath. Okay. Oh, boy. Like one 
giant tub? Uh, there's two tubs, a hot pool and a cold pool, and then a steam bath to sit on the sides. Maybe we take turns this time. Why? Oh, oh. right. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so, inferno room, mm-hmm. is it hot? How many beds? <laughs> you peek in there, there's two beds in each room. Uh, the inferno room is painted red. Uh, it's got much warmer colored wood in there, not so dark. Um, you can see also there's like these beds have like four posts on them. Each of the posts ends in like a nude carving uh, of some figure <laughs> or another. Uh, you look on the ceiling and there's a giant nude painting of uh, a very muscular looking man kind of flexing. And uh, not far from him, uh, a couple of uh, nude women as well. Um, this place is adorned with fertility carvings and uh, arousing paintings. I don't want to stay in here. Um, Aaron pokes her head in, lifts their eyebrows, and looks around, and then nods, and then goes back out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty standard stuff, really. <laughs> that can be the boys' room. <laughs> yeah, I, I go look in the wilds yeah. room. And Journey, your your heart kind of flutters as you open this. Uh, you can tell that there are uh, magically sustained vines that cover the walls in here. Cool. Uh, the bed in here is a single bed, an extremely large one. Uh, kind of, it's almost a double king in terms of width. Um, it's a canopied bed that has a literal tree canopy over it. Cool. Very cool. Uh, and there's a captain's quarters as well. Yes. Is that? Uh, also, Captain's Quarters is considerably larger than the other rooms. Um, it has a private balcony that goes out to the front of the ship to overlook the, the coming clouds. It's called an aft deck. Uh, last thing in here is a private clawfoot tub in the Captain's Quarters. Okay. Oh, that looks nice. How many uh, beds in the Captain's Quarters? Just the one. Okay. okay. So there's not enough room for everyone. We can't really downsize the dance hall. I feel like we, we're going to need that. <laughs> I'll make sure we have it available. <clears throat> Garth? Yeah? Um, did you, you said the Blight had this made. Do you know who was buying it originally? Uh, so actually, this came in from Farewell. Okay. Yeah. Very custom. Just curious who was going to be using this ship. Well, I, I think it was going to be Balorin. Uh, some of his lesser flunkies uh, flew in from Farewell not long after you guys and and, uh, yeah. The horn motif does somewhat remind me of Valorant, does it not? If it came from Farewell and we're going to be traveling around, we might want to make some adjustments to it so that it's not recognizable. Yeah. Can I roll a, um, either history? I want to kind of perceive what the horns, the ram horns might represent to yeah. the blade. Yeah. And then maybe I could, um, Aaron, do you know? The fawn. Have you seen this symbol before? We keep seeing the horn. Ram horns. I'm just curious what it might mean. Do I know what that means? <laughs> I don't think you do, Aaron. Okay. I I am not familiar. Okay. Isn't Leary in a fawn? So 19. And that's on a history? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the horns are indeed the same kind of uh, spiral shape as what you saw on Lyrian. Although Lyrians were a sort of black obsidian, they didn't go through the effort of painting these. But you mm. can tell that's what they're going after. Okay. Sort of hits you as well. The other themes that it's hitting here are just kind of like indulgence and the wilds or the sort of natural world. Other things that Lyrians definitely interested in. Yeah, I thought it might be just a nod to Lyrian, but just curious. Well, I don't like them. Yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, Lyrian. Why don't we change everything except this bedroom? <laughs> okay. 
I really like this one. I don't know. I, is that Anyone the else? Inferno bedroom? No. <laughs> no, it's... No. no. <laughs> this one, it reminds me of home a little bit, and it's it's real cool, you guys. Anyone can share it. Yeah. I just think that it doesn't need to change. It looks pretty authentic, too. It's very cool. It's just one bed. Right, we could add another bed in there. Or I could sleep on the top of the... It could be like uh, bunks. <laughs> I'll just sleep on the tree part. What, um... Is there enough space in the captain's quarters to, like run a wall down the center of it oh yeah all of these rooms are actually quite spacious for the amount of people they hold also that central conversation pit is a serviceable sleeping spot for guests mm. can i summon babka yeah for sure all right um yeah i haven't done this before so i'm not exactly sure i take out the uh is it it's a rug right yeah yeah okay just gonna set it on the ground and i don't remember if you told me how to do this mm -hmm. um so there's like a um on the rug, there is a, a sort of fabric flap that is sewn over it. So what it looks like is Bobka kind of pokes his head out, and he's, like, pushing Oops. up a flap as if he's, like, under the covers. Yeah. And he goes, can I help you? Yeah, Bobka, we got um, some new digs, and just curious if you wanted to take a look and see if uh, any of it's to your liking. He squints his eyes, and he kind of looks around the room, and you see his eyebrows do the wave a little bit. And then he crawls out and stands up, dusts himself off, and he says... Very nice indeed. You've come into some funds, it seems. Uh, sponsorship, some level, yeah. Uh, Baxi's uh, letting us have this, and indeed, yeah. So there's one particular room that isn't popular with us so far. Mm. Do you want to just scope it out? Mm. No, n like we didn't design this, so don't worry about it if it doesn't jive well. But Certainly. I point towards the infernal room. Just take a look and see if you, you wanted to set up shop there or something. Uh, oh yeah, course. give up give away one of the bedrooms. Do you want this one, Poppy? <laughs> no, I want to figure out doling out bedrooms and making space. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll just see if maybe maybe you want some of the uh, decor. Perhaps, you know, you could maybe mm. sell it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're yes. probably not going to use it. He is kind of like he's got the door cracked and he's just looking at you and nodding, you know, all of you you kind of keep couching it and couching it and he's like, "Yeah, okay." And he opens the door, he steps inside. Takes a look at it. You see him look at the ceiling and the floor and the bed. It's a lot, isn't it? You see him look back at the rug and he goes, Benjamin, would you please come here? <laughs> you see uh, Benjamin Butterhug climb out of the carpet as well. They both walk into the room and close the door. <laughs> <laughs> they come out about 30 seconds later. He says, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> like, take the room or take the stuff? Uh, the decor. Perhaps we can uh, exchange, make a trade. Yeah. Uh, I'd say have at it with the decor and then let us know when it's all gone. <laughs> very good. Uh, w what kind of theme are you thinking for this room? Something very different. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I guess... Uh, the clouds. What? Clouds? It should be themed for the skies where we're traveling. Yeah. I like that, Aaron. Quaint. Boring, but appropriate. Is Aaron any... frowns at <laughs> Bobka. <laughs> Is there any way maybe we could do something like where... And kind of, maybe it's an illusion, but it looks like you can see outside mm -hmm. or something. A porthole, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, how are you with building walls? Um, abysmal. Why? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. I am no construction expert. Okay. Uh, are there people on Baxi that we could hire to make some changes to the ship and on the outside and on the inside, maybe structurally? I'd like to journey. I think we got to get going and 
pretty soon. Maybe we could get a couple of things changed and leave tomorrow, or... Are you not traveling with uh, Sir Bo as well? I have seen him do wonderful things with the rolling pin. Yeah, but that's like mechanical, not really um, design. There are other architects of the Heavenly Feather here on Baxi as well. You yeah. think they'd want to travel with us instead? I'm wondering if we might need to f- talk to some of our friends and see if they can come over from the Heavenly Feather, if they have enough crew. I mean, we don't exactly know what we're doing with this thing, um, but maybe they can help. I mean, I can sleep outside, wherever, I don't care. So I think we should just make it comfortable enough to live on. I mean, we've all slept, you know, just like in an alley before, right? So there should be no problem. Yeah, it's funny no. that you guys are like, oh, there's not enough beds. Like we haven't slept on floors the entire time. <laughs> I have a I have a bed in the rolling That's pin. true. Yeah. You've oh, been comfortable. Yeah. That's true. Or you don't sleep. Yeah. yeah. Well, as the the navigator and the the driver and the captain of the ship. I... Whoa, 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 This whoa. is the title you want, Poppy? <laughs> no one made you well, captain. You don't know how to drive, so... Neither do you. Poppy does have the most uh, driving experience. Yeah, I own, I own a mobile bakery. Benjamin Butterhug pops out of the carpet with a gigantic portrait of uh, Babka, and he says, perhaps um, something like this. Would this be appropriate for the uh, former Inferno room? Um... <laughs> Not, I, I don't really get the cloud vibes from that one. Not quite nailing it. Oh, but is Bobka not a representative of the clouds? He is fluffy like a cloud. Yes, he is, isn't he? <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I think that that should go in the captain's quarters. How about nobody we know in a picture? Mm, indeed. Or, or, or we commission all of our portraits. And no. one room has all pictures yeah. of us. <laughs> no. A hallway leading to the front of the ship. Okay. Has... Yeah. Okay. We're getting kind of on the I will only here, I yeah. will only agree to this if we can have eye holes that peek yes. out of the portraits. <laughs> okay. Okay. Into the bathroom. <laughs> I think for sure the dance hall seems like the best place to keep the rolling pin for now. Well, Do yeah, you... that's where I was going to put it, but I'm not going to sleep down there. I didn't say you had to. But yeah, I think that would make sense and maybe it's big enough that we could maybe set up Serbo, um, maybe get a small uh, mechanic shop if we can get any uh, anyone else to join our venture here. Poppy, can can your bed come out of the rolling pin? I uh, know. I mean, it's built into it. Hmm. We can figure it out maybe on the go. But mm-hmm. let's let's try to cobble some crew members together maybe, and okay. I mean, maybe Makita and DeWalter. I suggest we go directly to Captain Yarhar. It would be disrespectful to try to poach his crew from under him. I'm inclined to agree, yeah. That sounds like a great job for you, Guy. He seemed to have a lot of respect for you, Mm -hmm. Guy. Oh, very well. Poppy, I I had a thought. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe with your recent experience with the Bismat and some of the stuff that we learned on Baxi, maybe you and I can work together to find a way to not deplete the Bismat so fast? Oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. I, I mean, I've been thinking about it, too. Um, I'm not sure if I have the right process down, but we can experiment. Yeah, I think that would be a good use of our time, especially as we're just flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Guy, you track down the Heavenly Feather. Uh, it is docked not too far from you. You're able to see it from where your vessel is, actually. Uh, it seems Captain Yarhar is maybe just days away from taking off himself. Uh, with his whole ship and crew and off to their next great adventure, mining bismite out from the clouds. 
Ahoy, uh, Captain Yarhar. Mr. Guy, how the hell are you? He uh, holds out a hand to shake yours. Uh, Guy shakes his hand. Uh, I am doing uh, quite well, actually, lately. Yeah, very good. What can I do for you? Well, uh, if you were not aware, we have come across our own airship thanks to the really leadership of Baxi. I thought I'd see your face in the next couple days looking for a ride, but that's fantastic news. Uh, yes, we have taken stake of the situation and we realize we are in need of some crew to man the ship. Ah, okay. What are we thinking? Well, of course, only what you could spare if you can spare anything at all, but we have become quite close with some members of your crew and uh, any help we could get would be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I'm pretty hesitant to depart with DeWalter and Makita. They kind of run this whole thing. They did seem quite uh, accustomed to your engine. I I know that would be a hard sell. Yeah, and I can't really separate them either. They're kind of, you know, they're good friends. It's like, you know, separating kittens or something. I have never seen them apart. Yeah. It's almost like they're the same person in some way. Um, Do they have a friend named Ryobi or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the mainland, yeah. Um... Crew. I mean, you need somebody to fly it or run the engine, or what do you think? I mean, Kesher's, I know she's been looking for somewhere to be. Uh, she's kind of outgrown this place. But she's a bit of a wild child. She might disappear on you. Uh, we have our fair share of wild children in our <laughs> group as well. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the move then, actually. Um, she does know how to fly. She's our number two navigator. Um, she doesn't do it very often because we're in such a good position with our primary navigator, so maybe that's the spot for her. Very well. This sounds agreeable. Um, and so her rate, again, is uh, uh, 50 gold pieces per month. Is that something y'all can afford? <clears throat> uh, well, I know we did get a whole uh, boatload of money well, for great. saving the island, so I believe yes, that should be did. fine. I forgot we had almost 3,000. Oh, shit. Okay. Maybe there's room for a raise, then, if uh, that works out for all of you. I'll let some of the others figure that out. <laughs> I'm not so good with money. Mm-hmm. Um, Doran is waiting um, off of the dock, waiting for a guy to come back. Yeah. Um, it's like, so what about uh, Bismite, all that kind of stuff? You guys good on fuel? It seems we have been given fuel for many voyages. Mm. Good, good. Well, uh, I mean, this island owes you a debt. We certainly do. I mean, just for your services to the clouds in general. Um, Yeah, I think this is a win-win for everybody. Thank you, Captain. Um, Any advice for our maiden voyage? Mm. Well, if Kesher goes missing, don't go looking for her. She's just out gliding. She'll be back. Um, But remember the three rules I gave you up front. Never forget those rules. Right, the three rules. (laughs) Very good. Yes, of course, the three rules. In case you didn't remember what those were. Well. The rules were, don't land anywhere you can't take off. That puts you in a bad situation. I'm talking about water landings. I'm talking about coming in at a weird angle, thick forests. If you can't get off a skyline, you might spend the rest of your life there. I actually wrote these down. I'm sure I have them. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, right there. Stay out of the fucking clouds. (laughs) (laughs) That's rule number three, and that's an important one. 
stay out of the clouds. Don't fly into the actual clouds. Sometimes entire islands get hidden behind them. You can crash right into them without any kind of warning. It's extremely dangerous. And do not fly at night, I believe. That one can bend a little bit. I know people who do. It's just there's more risk in it than you think. I mean, creatures don't have flashing lights on them. You know, you could bump into a young sky whale and not even realize it. Any concerns about Cree uh, being still out there? Yes. What should we do if we encounter such a creature? Looks him in the eyes and he says, get weapons. Uh, you see Guy coming back down the gangplank towards you, Doran. How'd it go? We got one crew member. Awesome. Uh, which one? You hear as Kesher flies out uh, with her jet glider over the top of you. <laughs> okay. It's it's that one. Um. Okay. Kesher of the three. So is this not agreeable, Doran? What what was uh what was her skill set? Uh, she flies and uh she is a wild child. Right. So that's great. Being unpredictable is important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good. Uh, the two of you are walking and talking, and uh, along the docks, you also see Mikey and April mm. kind of toting luggage with them. And April says, you weren't going to leave us, were you? We hadn't dis even thought about that. We were going to definitely ask you. We're just coming to find you. Yeah, um, this is part of the whole thing. Did you get to see the ship? How is it? It's pretty nice. There is, There are likely traps. Um... So I, I'd say, um, good, Mikey, why don't you go explore? <laughs> well, April's trying to kill him. <laughs> she just looks at you and kind of does like a silent, like, he'll be fine. Like, <laughs> why, do, why do you know that? But anyways, uh, April, yeah, uh, I, and if Guy, if you agree, I'd say there's room for you both. Um, we always could use backup turtles. Uh, Bex is just not the place for us is all. Understood, yeah. Right Agreed. Now, right now we're kind of putting everything in the... Dance hall, if you want to get set up there, I bet Mikey will actually love that. Sure. With all the lights, just don't flip the third switch because it says it's puts everyone to sleep. Not good. Um, we're out getting the rest of the crew's supplies and stuff. If you need anything, just send us a send us a message. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. You uh, point her off to the ship, and she and Mikey go begin loading up. Okay. Uh, Doran, where might we find that Serbo fellow? I believe they've been still hanging out. Um, where, where did we see them last? Either at the scratching post or still in the corner, just dormant in the rolling pin. Okay. I believe they've still been um, spending time near the scratching post. We can go check it out there. Um, I think, if anything, we should stay in contact with DeWalt and Makita. Um, Yarhar said uh, he won't part with them. He could not spare those two and... We saw how closely aligned they were with the engine that runs the f Heavenly Feather, so... Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we should definitely uh, see if we can grab Serbo and uh, at least set up an Echo Bell for those two in case we run into something wrong mm. with our engine. Yeah, tech support. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys accomplished exactly that. So yeah. you've got um, Bobka, Benjamin, Mikey and April, and Serbo and Kesher are all back at your ship with you in that cargo bay. Okay. Um, the rest of y'all. I want to find Harley. Oh, okay. 
Harley is hard at work. Um, you actually have to wait for her about 15 minutes, just kind of like in a, in a waiting room until she's ready. And she comes out like several days unbathed and her hair is just like tied up with a pencil. She just says, uh, hey, yeah, uh, I got like five minutes. Oh, we're leaving soon. Oh my God, I shouldn't have scheduled so many meetings. I didn't know it was today. Well, I was wondering if maybe you wanted to join us at some point. Obviously, I know you got work that you're doing here, but... Yeah, she think- looks down and a bunch of hair like falls away from her face and she looks down at it like a wristwatch type thing. She goes, I, I'm sorry, I just... Well, there's a lot more story to be had out in the clouds and maybe we could keep in contact and make sure that the truth is getting out. Yeah, please do. I need all of your updates immediately, but I need to be in a place where I can get that out and this is where it is. Sounds good. I, I hope you're taking care of yourself and... Of course, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, let us know if you need anything and make sure Baxi's doing good. Yeah, trust me, you'll be seeing my name everywhere. And by the way, Journey, I hope you guys are ready for what's to come. You all kind of performed in the heart of it all. I mean, this is where this is where information starts. This is where it disseminates from. If you guys were looking to become notorious, you are in the exact right place to do it. There's already crystals on other islands. Huh. You're known everywhere. Well, <laughs> be honest, Harley, I can't rightly say I was expecting that. Uh, I guess we'll find out what that means. Probably good things. I mean, you're heroes. Like, you should be receiving a hero's welcome pretty much everywhere you go. Couldn't get much better than that. Mm. Journey looks perturbed. <laughs> 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 well... Thanks for all the help that you gave us, and uh, we'll keep in touch so that... Speaking of which, here, I, I want you to have something. These are more and more rare these, day, these days. People think they're kind of archaic, but I think they're charming. She uh, takes out a small wooden case, and she opens it up and shows you a quill. She says, it's called a whisper quill. It's uh, You write down messages and send them to other people. Um, it's not quite as uh, rapid as a video on a crystal or something, but gets the job done over great distance. Well, thanks, Harley. Uh, I'll be sure to use it. Uh, it might be nice to, I don't know, have a pen pal, I guess. Yeah. Well, all you got to do is you can write down on any paper you want, and you write down the name, you write the message, and you cross it off. Um, this one's not my best model, so the uh, ink isn't very plentiful. It takes a while to come back. Okay. Well, well, thanks. Uh, we'll let you know if anything crazy happens out there in the clouds. Please do. Dear Bert. I would like to have pulled out all of my like extra sheets and stuff Mm -hmm. from storage Mm -hmm. and fashioned like a curtain wall halfway across the captain's quarters (laughs) and I'll drag the like lower unused um, mattress from the bunk beds and like kind of set up a room in the captain's quarters. Okay, for you? For me, yeah. Okay, yeah, a little poppy space. Yeah. Yeah. Is it in the bath? Is that where your bed is? No, there's a shared bath, yeah, isn't like there? In, in the clawfoot tub in the captain's quarters? Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. That can be shared space, too. I don't know. Uh, I'll just make it cute, and I will take the balcony for myself. Okay. Aaron is going to spend this time um, trying to just explore the ship inside and out as much as possible before we take off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want to investigate. I'm kind of, um, 
when a room looks like more plain, I might walk around and touch some of the wall panels, like testing floorboard, kind of just looking for secret spaces or extra traps um, and exploring around the ship more. Okay. Me too. Okay. I want to find traps wherever I can. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Journey, are you going to use find traps again or? I would like to. Yeah. I On the smell salon. I don't want to go off some of these panels, but yeah. if we're gonna do a rest soon, yep. There's no no risk of combat. Okay, just I'll just keep fair. using yep. it. Yeah, I can do it like three or four, uh, four, three times. And then Aaron, give me your own <clears throat> investigation. These will be for slightly different things. Investigation. Ooh, hmm. nineteen. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, journey. Mm-hmm. First, exploring for traps. Uh, you move through some of the rooms that you hadn't seen yet on the top deck. Um, it's kind of like a nautical ship where there's sort of a, like a hut on one end of the ship and a hut on the other. Um, one of those is the navigator room, which is attached to the engine room where the bismite is fed in. In that navigator room, you see the controls for flying this thing and the way that they actually navigate from island to island, which is a very interesting system. But what you also find after some examination is that that console to fly the ship is trapped. If you don't engage a certain switch, it will electrify and kill whoever tries to fly it. Oh, my God. Can I de-trap it? Yes. Yeah. All you have to do is engage a certain switch. You figure out what to do. Yeah. To okay. turn that off. But you also know you've got that in your back pocket. Should that come in useful? Mm. Okay. And Aaron, searching around the ship, on every plane wall, you kind of press in to look for hidden panels or secret switches. And it kind of takes your breath away when on the top deck along the railing, you actually find a loose board. And it kind of sways when you push it down and you realize that it's on a swivel. You push down hard to get that board to swivel and what flips up is a giant crossbow harpoon. Cool. Aaron's like, oh my God. (laughs) Mirroring that on the other side of the ship is the same thing. You have two boarding harpoons on this ship. Nice. Um, Aaron, like, swivels them around. I'm imagining, like, they can kind of move. Def- like you can, yep, exactly. Yep. Oh, okay, yeah. and then uh, pretends to, like, shoot something, and it's like... Pew, pew. In that moment, you see Kesher <laughs> fly up oh right in front of you on the ship <laughs> and just kind of, like, spiral and arc into the sky 30 feet up. Hey, watch out! And then you see her uh, kind of circle the ship and then come back down on the main deck. She goes, hey! Hey, you, I could have almost shot you on accident. You scared me. <sighs> she, like, wipes glistening sweat off her forehead and she goes, wow... <laughs> This place is really cool. What are you doing here? Oh, um, I'm joining the crew, I guess. You're what? Yeah, we're going to be friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, Have you eaten yet? Aaron turns around and stomps off to go find Guy. <laughs> she takes it in stride. She goes, okay, wow, what's this? And kind of plays with the big crossbow thing. <laughs> oh, God. Is there a kitchen on the ship? Uh, Yeah. Uh, let's a install mess? that. Yeah. A galley? In, yeah. Let's install the galley in that oh, main galley, level by the lounge. Okay. Yep. Where is it? Sorry. Main level by that lounge. Hmm. Yep. Just adding doors. By the well, living room. You said the checkered floor. That's what I thought it was. Oh, a kitchen? Yeah. In the bottom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so far away. But, yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. So, Guy and I grabbed Serbo. Yep. Kind of. Could we have given an Echo Bell to Makita? Sure. Yeah, I so think that we we're did. able to connect with them. Yep. Yeah. So as Guy and Doran are approaching the ship again, yeah. um, Doran pauses, looks at it. Guy, um, how heavy is that sword you got? Uh, guy takes it out. It's about this heavy. Pretty heavy, okay. <laughs> um, I think I know what this needs. 
we don't have enough time to really totally redesign this. Let's just add our own little touch. And um, Doran just kind of gestures to have you follow and heads up onto the ship. Very well. I'm going to try to do uh, an acrobatics to try to climb on one of the ram horns. Okay. Chop it off while you're standing on it. Perfect. So, um, <laughs> so I got an eight. Eight. <laughs> trying to climb. Doran hasn't climbed shit <laughs> in his life. Doran, That's you're... not a bard thing where you can't do worse than <laughs> not on, whatever. Uh, not on acrobatics. Oh, okay. Persuade yourself to jump, yeah. You uh, come to the edge of the dock there, and the jump to get out on that horn, or, or that, uh, yeah, that ram horn, or somewhere where you could access it, mm-hmm. it's not that far. Maybe three, four feet. Okay. Guy is standing ready to catch Doran if he falls. <laughs> but when you've got a gap like that, that's not that intimidating, mm-hmm. and you look down to see nothing but clouds maybe a mile down, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you sweat. So when you jump over onto that horn, sure, you land on it, but then when you go to brace yourself with your sweaty palms, you slip and you fall towards the point of that horn as if it's going to impale you. All right, lock, stop, dagger. Just like reflexively press it, kind of still in its sheath. Yeah, Doran is uh, practically like planking in midair by the time he does this. And so when he presses it, you know, he's like pretty much like even with the horn, like suspended over midair, just holding onto a dagger. <sighs> Doran, you almost <sighs> died. Was that That's, intentional? No, it was not. Guy, can you come help me up? <laughs> maybe maybe attach a rope or something. I got a little... Uh, very well, I'm coming. Uh, I mean, I guess can I reach it? easier because I'm very big. You're very big, but even you, you, you have to jump onto that horn to get over to help him. Are the rest of us anywhere near this? You're probably in the ship or on the top deck, but no worry that you'd see this. Okay. Well, looks like I'll need a little help. Come to me, steed. You just hear from behind you, yes, what did you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, steed. Hello. Uh, my friend Doran here is about to plummet to his death, and I would like to help him. Mm. All right, then. Well, I've been in this situation plenty of times myself, and all you can do is just let go. Tell, tell him to just let go. Just let go, Doran. It's time. Tell him it's time. It's time. <laughs> tell that to your stupid donkey. I don't, I don't want I to I will not. Well, I could still use help, but my hands are very sweaty. Uh, he says it's not his time to go. I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, Steed looks up at you with his big, dark eyes, and then he just winks one of them, and he says, tell him to let go. Oh, I'm serious, Doran. Just let go. Do I sense anything? Uh, you see that you can I look up to see that Steed is like conspiring with Guy in some kind of jokey way, but he's serious. I still don't want to let go. Can you give me a little bit more than that? <laughs> Do I feel lighter or anything? Or? No, no. Uh, Steed uh, sees your hesitation and says to Guy, uh, "Just I can't grab him from where he is, but if he lets go, I'll meet him." Uh, Steed will meet you when you fall, but your position is too precarious right now. Ah, it is very precarious. Ah. Just trust me, your friend, Guy. Fine, fine. It takes me like a second before I let go, mm-hmm. shaky hands. Mm-hmm. Dagger's still stuck in midair. Oh, is it? Yeah. You're just gonna let go? Yeah. Leave the dagger there? Yeah. Okay. You drop out and you feel the wind begin to rush around you and it's cold, a lot colder than you expected on a bright sunny day like this. Uh, 
Give me an athletics check. 19. Okay. You hear the kind of uh, crack of air as Steed comes roaring towards you with that same kind of pulse as he beats back his dragon wings. And like a bullet, he just sneaks up underneath you and glides right back to the dock and sets you down. <sighs> there, see, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Now, what was it you were trying to do exactly? I want to send a message. Um, there are easier ways to do such a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's... Look, guy, I was wondering if we could just chop off uh, one of these horns. Just not the whole thing, just right down the middle. Oh, I see, yes. Maybe I'll get off a steed. If you could grab my dagger, too, that'd be great. <laughs> when you're done, would you do the honors? Uh, very well. Steed, uh, we're going to... I heard him. Okay. <laughs> You see Guy sit upon Steed, and the ratio of this is pretty hilarious. Uh, Steed is, you know, a, a regular donkey for the most part, maybe a little bit bigger. Giant dragon wings kind of helps to offset the weirdness of it, but, you know, it looks like Guy is about to crush this thing under his shaky legs. But nonetheless, he takes off as gracefully as ever and uh, kind of um, is beating his wings to keep position as best he can, making passes on these horns. Guy, give me an attack. I will give you a bardic inspiration as well. Great. Okay, so 19, uh, 27. And that's without Bardic Inspiration. Oh, yep, 27 yep. to hit hits. Not difficult to hit this thing. But the damage counts. Being that this is a, a, a solid vessel, it's uh, small little hits don't do anything to it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to add a smite to it, I guess. Uh, 20 damage. There you go. Yeah, 20 is uh, plenty to surpass its natural defenses. Um, with a hit like that, you actually cleave that horn right off this thing. So there's a bit of a stub left there, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I it was also need to grab the dagger. Yes. Well, well, yeah. Okay, I'll grab the dagger. Yep. What happens when I grab the dagger? <laughs> Press the... Press the button. It's by the hill. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You Other see, side. As as uh, as Steed is flying by, you see guy reach up and grab the dagger and get kind of pulled away by it. And he's like struggling with it, not knowing whether to stay on the the donkey or the hold onto the dagger. And he clicks it, and thankfully he's able to get back to you. All right. Ooh. Thanks, guy. Yeah. Your dagger. Thank you. That was a good swing. Yes, I hope this sends the message you intended. I hope Larian sees us. Maybe not today, but soon. Anytime you need me to chop something off, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Says oh, the no. man who decapitated yes. a million people. He's the right person for the job. <laughs> hey guys, so I was thinking we could call this ship the, either the air fryer or the flying pan. Air fryer? <laughs> Does it have to be food themed? It doesn't what seem very... Who do you think I am? Yeah, but we're not all chefs or Who's bakers. the captain here? Oh, I'm saying Poppy is the captain here. <laughs> I did help get us into the top ten, which got us the ship. And well, I also am and the breadwinner. Well, Journey is the top number one person. Oh, well, I'd be just <laughs> happy calling it ship, so I think any name is... We can't call it ship. How about... Well, hold on. Ship's let's, pretty good. Let's make sure... Let's, well, what let's about figure we out... ship this? <laughs> Let's figure out the name of the ship after... We cannot uh, take off before christening the ship. Right, oh, okay. and I don't want it to say 
Flying fuck. I think Garth is late for his meeting. I should probably tell him we'll figure this out. <laughs> Bob is walking by with another painting and he goes, don't worry, we are the Chris in the ship. Oh. oh. Wow. Was that like, that was like three seconds they were in that room. Oh, no. Okay. Um, guy, how does it work? How, how, do, how does someone, how does one become a captain of a ship? How do we decide who is a captain? Uh, well, I suppose typically one is appointed this position by one of higher authority. Okay. What if we're co-captains? You and me? Yeah. I like it. Uh... Who gets to use the bath first? I don't care. Okay. What, what does well, that have to do with being captain? Well, I mean, it's clearly a big part of it. It's like one of the two features in the captain's quarters. <laughs> this is oh, a bath. well, I gave you the bath. Okay. Um, but well, I got the balcony. Mm, can I go on the balcony still? <laughs> you have to ask my permission. Okay. Because it's on my side of the room. All right. I, I think we can work with this. Maybe we should gather everyone up and um, decide on the name. And, like, any plan for what we're doing next? Basically, we're going to smoke. Well, yeah, but we gotta figure out when, where, who, what. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So I think this all comes to a head over dinner. Bobka and Benjamin are helping prepare. Um, April is making a special tea brew for everyone. Uh, Poppy is busy trying to keep Mikey away from helping. Um, uh, you can tell that Mikey still has a deep interest in learning to cook. Um, as you're all preparing dinner together, and he's sort of watching and trying to learn, but it seems every intuition he has is completely wrong about <laughs> what should happen. Um, I think we need to work on your knife skills first. Oh, you know, uh, well, yeah. It's not very good. I mean, he, like, shows you a chopped carrot, and it's just, like, three chunks. Oh, boy. Um, you said to cut it up. Could you cut it smaller? Uh, yeah. He, uh, like... You know, he's got kind of clumsy, like, turtle hands, and so he's, like, trying to wield the knife in a, in a finesse sort of way, and it's really difficult for him. Okay, ho- uh, hold on. I switch it out with a cleaver. This oh. one you just, like, chunk. <laughs> you see him, like, wrap his hand around it and just bang, 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 yeah, bang. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it probably just faster if I, he raises a hand over the carrot, and you see him kind of flick his hands out, and the carrot just separates into a bunch of little slices. Ooh, what was that? Oh, there's a little cad trips from the Tower of Plants and Food. Um, why weren't you using that to begin with? Well, you can do magic? I was trying to do what you taught me. Well, I, I didn't know you had other skills. Yeah, of course I could do magic. I grew up with lore. Uh, well, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, keep doing that. That's great. For sure. Uh, he goes over to boil a pot of water and just uses create food and water to create water in the pot. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I didn't know I was allowed. Wait, wait. You didn't think me, the person who imbues things with magic, would allow you to use magic in I the kitchen? I thought it was like a rite of passage. Oh, I don't care about that stuff. Well, I can't do, like, big stuff like you can. It's just, I got cad trips for days. Well, that's why you're the sous chef. It's got to go beyond soup someday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and actually your first kind of inaugural dinner as a large party I think you guys have 12 people in here right now maybe 11 something like that so it's a big deal I mean it's kind of a party atmosphere with you all crowding around that conversation pit and it's time to talk turkey what's happening well um, everyone goes quiet when Doran starts talking I think the only thing we are missing after going through storage and checking our bismite supply is a name for this 
ship we all are on. I got some from Poppy, um, some from uh, Mikey, too. So Are we um, not calling it the Bobka? The Bob? I, well, let's add it to the list. I, I think it's only fair and... Go ahead, Poppy. Well, I was going to make you a big good named the Bobka roll, but... Um, uh, indeed, yes. Have you perfected this recipe yet? No, I'm still working on it. Okay. But how do you feel about chocolate? He nods at Benjamin. We love chocolate. Perfect. I think you'll like it. Carry on, co-captain. Yes. Uh, Captain Poppy, yes. Well, I, I think it's only fair that maybe we um, allow each other to make the case for the different names we have. Maybe we start with Mikey. Yeah, I was thinking we'd call it the Fireball Exploder Shooter. And, and, and we could put, like, big fire guns on it. Very cool. Practical. I am coming around on Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> the fireball exploder. We'll, we'll, we'll get a chance to vote, of course. Uh, and um, uh, Aaron, uh, do you have any thoughts? Um, I, I was trying to think of something like the shattered horn or um, I don't know. I, I liked what, how you guys redecorated out there today. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and... I like the idea of being a threat to those that hurt us. So maybe the broken horn. I don't know. Those are some things I was thinking of. Awesome. Well, uh, other ideas. Um, who wants to go next? Mm, the blight color. The what? <laughs> blight color. Oh, the color. color. We will use the ship to cull the blight, you see. Cull? Yeah, well, C-U-L-L-E-R. Oh, that's like, okay. who are you going to call? <laughs> the Blight. Oh, the Blight. Blight Busters. <laughs> right. I'm also partial to ship, right to the point. Ship? Um, I bet I could come up with a better one. Give me a second. What about, um, what about the flying ship? Mm. Descriptive? Very apt. Kind of similar to my idea. A direct improvement on the former. <laughs> <laughs> Strictly better. <laughs> Keep going like this, Journey. Yeah. Maybe just one level deeper, um, if you don't mind. So we got ship, flying ship. The, the big flying, flying ship. The flying Dutch oven. <laughs> the flying Dutch oven. Don't call it that. Please, please. It's a real thing, not a... Not what you think it is. Where are people's minds going to go? <laughs> if That's they're part thinking of the fun. baking. Who are you talking to, Poppy? <laughs> I don't, this guy just showed up. <laughs> You're not in our crew. Get out of here. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and Poppy, uh, you had the air fryer. Um, and what was the other? The flying pan. The flying pan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's on theme with the rolling pin. <laughs> It's it's kind of a pun. It's baking related. The flying pan. And it has to do with the sky and, <sighs> how, and how we fly. Poppy, could you, could you explain why it's funny? I saw people were giggling a little bit about the name. Could you explain it? It's like uh, like a frying pan, but it's flying instead. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> oh, can we name it that, please? Well, we have to vote. Um, it's only fair. And uh, Guy, did you have any? Um, did you want to... Add to the hat? Um, nothing for me in the hat. Okay. Well, what about like you? I I feel like there's great ideas already here. Um, so 
I feel like we could go with one of these. You used to use that glider of yours. Did you ever have a name for that? Um, it was always a hand-me-down, so I kind of inherited names. You're a glider? Hey, Kesher. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I used to be. Um, I just started kind of wow. dabbling again. She now. gets like right up close to you. She goes, we should, we should go out sometime. Take a uh, little fly together? Aaron frowns very <laughs> deeply and eats a bunch of food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think. What about after get, dinner? I mean, maybe before we even leave back, so you just one little tour? I already almost fell out of this guy once today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you okay? <clears throat> nope, sorry. I just it's swallowed weird. Oh, here, hold your fork like this. Don't it's, touch oh. me. Sorry. And Aaron turns and keeps eating. Does she I mean, need a glass of water or something? <clears throat> I'm fine. It's a fine crew. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe it, let's get established, make sure we know how to fly this thing. I, yeah. I know you're going to teach us, um, so thank you for joining, by the way. Um, of course. Do you have any ideas for a ship name? Or? Oh, wait, 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 I came up with another one. Oh. What about um, the flying cruise ship? That's also great. I think if we use the word flying, we don't have to repaint all of it, right? <laughs> mm, efficiency. That's, that's true. Could save a couple of copper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The flying fuck ship. <laughs> no. oh, no. Guy, solve that problem. <laughs> what flying <are> fuckman. <laughs> flying Dutchman. Uh, no, we can't. <laughs> Oh god. I feel like this ship is doomed to take off without a name. Yeah. Okay, okay, what if? What if it's all of the names and we just paint the whole entire side of the ship? <laughs> I guess in that case you would just full circle back to calling it the ship. Yeah. <laughs> the ship formerly known as I don't think we can stop playing until we get the name. I'm like crying. we definitely need to have this established. It's hard to do it in character, but yeah. Oh my god. We got some good oh, no. ones. I think we should put it to a vote, but I'm going to have the NPCs abstain because I have more votes than you do. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> okay. We should just like kind of agree, like, what two are we deciding between, basically? Before we vote and vote between those two? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we have the, the Flying Dutch Oven. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Is no. that – or can we all say no to that? Yes. If we all yeah. say okay. no. All right. Sorry, I'm not supposed to have an opinion. Air fryer. <laughs> eh, no. I'm I like more partial pan. to Flying Pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Flying Pan. I th- think is in potentially oh ship (laughs) (laughs) i like that one oh ship you can cross it off it's fine the flying fuck man yeah no 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 No. you can't call it the (laughs) (laughs) the babka no no yeah the flying ship no no none of journey's suggestions are to be taken i know the fireball exploder no no Uh, no um the shattered horn or the broken horn? Yeah, those are cool. Mm-hmm. I like shattered. I like shattered. I yeah. like the shattered horn actually a lot. So we either go pun or we go serious. The blight color? No. Nah. I can't say that. Okay. <laughs> um, the flying cruiser? No. Okay. So it's really between the flying pan and the shattered horn. There's um, a bunch of ripped paper around the desk now. An hour has went by. <laughs> okay. Mikey? No more ideas. I'm sorry. We we have to stop now. So Mikey Mobile is off the table. 
I think, uh, yeah, we'll never leave. We'll never leave. We're going to run out of food. Okay. Mikey, there's room in the hangar for a future Mikey Mobile. Yeah, we can That's make true. like a, a yeah, little yeah. escape pod ship. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is your ship. You, David. I really, I really appreciate your tenacity and participation. Well, I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, okay. Well, all right, everyone. So I think we have two ideas that are both very solid. It's the flying pan or the shattered horn. Okay. Um, let's all vote. You can vote for one. Just remember, this is a vote of whether you like me or Poppy more. So just keep that in mind, everybody. It's, all right. Uh, votes for the flying pan. One, two. Wow, guys. Whoa. The shattered horn. There it is. So serious. There it is. Whoa. So that's the baby of the ship, then. The shattered horn. The shatter horn. No, no. <laughs> Disney TMT. Mikey did it. <laughs> the shattered. What's the shatter horn? The shatter horn. I don't know. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. I actually yeah. like it. Mikey. I'm sorry for shooting you down, bud. So Mikey's the new captain. Oh, I dropped my spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got spaghetti all over my pants. Oh my god. <laughs> it's all right. We can get that deal with that. Aaron, it was your idea originally. Do you do you prefer Shatterhorn or Shattered Horn? Sounds the same. So okay. Yeah, it's good with me. The Shatterhorn. It's a. It's more active. I like it. Okay. Awesome. And it, it kind of feels like it's a current thing like mm-hmm. we'll shatter more horns yeah this yeah. ain't the first horn to be shattered yeah, yeah. we're gonna take off all the horns awesome break them we're yeah. the hordiest vessel in the clouds yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um. great <laughs> okay uh that that's our first official captain thing i think so i'll just send the word we'll get uh we'll get a night crew to quick uh put that on the side of the ship and i think we should be good to go at the conclusion of that, you all hear a bump coming from the engine room upstairs. Uh, what was that? We're all here. You look around, everyone's down here. Even Serbo? Yes. Should we go check it out? Oh, uh, definitely. Let's uh. go investigate. All you going up there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of you kind of take the doors or watch the exits, creep around. Give me investigation checks. That's a 22 from me. Oh, okay. I got an Uno. Oh. Can oh, I use no. find traps? <laughs> yeah. Okay, 16 for Doran. Okay. Doran doesn't uh, see anything. Aaron got 10. Does not see anything? Nothing for Guy either, Journey? I my Just roll, find traps? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no traps this time. Nothing outside of what you knew already. So this is moving through the navigator's room into the engine room and kind of exploring around there. Um, you, yeah. 22. 22, yeah. So... As you're walking in here, you're all kind of looking around head height, you know, like where it feels natural for you. Um, Poppy, you check this chamber that is meant to store like extra bismite, you know, that's kind of next up in the queue to go into the engine. And this one's empty because you, you guys don't have spare stuff that's not in the engine right now. When you open that up, you see a gnome with black curly hair kind of like tucked up in the back of the thing looking at you. He says, Hoi, again? Uh, can I help you? Uh, can I leave? Oh, okay, question. Yeah. Did we meet him? I know other people you, interacted seen, yeah, with him. Yeah, we were. You saw him at least. Aren't you that guy from Farewell? He points at you and he says, oh, You're the 
You're the little halfling. Aaron! Aaron barges in. Aaron, What's you going see on? crawling out of the engine, black hair, soot all over his face. It's Tick <gasps> from Farewell. Your only quote-unquote friend in the blight. Oh, my God. Tick. He stands up and dusts himself off, and he says, Now listen, I know I didn't make really hard choices about my voice before, but this is what it's going to be, all right? It's way too old. <laughs> no, it's great. That's you just what sound, my voice is. You still sound like Harry Potter. <laughs> I was trying not to get caught up with the blight, right? And, um, see, I, I was on the ship because I said I was going to fight with them and, you know, help them kill all of you, but uh, I got lost in Baxi and just kind of dipped away from all of them, and here I am. And I'm here to serve all of you uh, with all my heart. And he's got his hand in his pocket, kind of fiddling with something. Stop. Whatever you're gonna do, just stop. Well, right. I, I just, I'm not doing anything, Heron. Is this not the one who uh, blew up the floor and almost killed you and I, Doran? It is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I didn't, did I? Not for lack of trying. What do you have in there? Nothing. No more explosions, please. Can we talk this out? Sure. He just, just kind of pauses, fiddling in his pocket. Yeah, thank you. Are you contractually obligated to the Blight or the Blight's ship? I was contractually obligated to Diver for years, but I've come to understand he's gone. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. You can thank Aaron specifically. Brilliant. Which means I'm a free man, and I'm not under contract to kill or hurt anybody, but I am under contract to save my own damn skin. So, what's the temperature here? Aaron's very suspicious of why Tick suddenly showed up, and she takes a couple steps closer to him and says, Tick, it's really good to see you. I I mean, you were my only friend. And uh, she's sort of looking down, and she takes another step closer, and she reaches out a hand. He kind of reaches out for you and says, Aaron, I've, I've thought of you. Lot. I've thought of you too. And Aaron reaches out to like grab his hand. Does yeah. he grab it? Yeah. Aaron's gonna try to put him in a chokehold. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah, give me a contested right. grapple. Ah, oh, fuck. Can I give party inspiration? Ah, uh, sure. Yep. <laughs> Just quick loot. Put it back. You swoop it around on the strap. Yeah, as soon as you see Aaron, you're just like. Um, is Bardic inspo one of these? Okay. Yeah. What am I, what is this? Tim? You're just adding to that roll that you just rolled. What's it on my... Uh, so it's a contested grapple, so, uh, for you it's athletics. Oh, I got a nine. Total? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's just a gnome, though. You, like, pull on him to, uh, put him in a chokehold, and when you go to grab him under the neck, he just, whoop, slips out from your grip and dives down and tries to run out of this room between all of you. The four of you can make opportunity to attack. Please, stop! I was gonna put him to sleep. Okay. That's what... If we need to do turn order, that's okay. Uh, go ahead, Dorn. You guys all have the chance to act. He's chosen to run. That's his kind of choice here. Does okay. that affect everyone in the room, or do you pick your targets? I can pick a location, yeah. and then it will kind of... Okay. <laughs> so 2d8 for each level above first. I'll just do max. Yeah, why not? Wow, okay. Just let's make sure he falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Okay, so just tell me when I get him. So we mm-hmm. got 10, <laughs> 16... 20, that's 6, 29. There he goes. Okay. Yep. And then it'd be like a little bit more, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a powerful sleep spell. Um, you see this dark little shadow kind of dip out of Aaron's hands, run between all of you as you all just kind of like watch him like run out the door onto the main deck, and Doran just 
plays a plays a quick lute note or holds up a finger. What do you do to cast sleep here? I just um, hum a lullaby sort of thing, and yeah. then it, he just like face plants onto the ground. Yeah. You hear the first couple notes of a lullaby, and all of a sudden, yeah, you see Tick hit the ground head first and actually bounces a couple inches, <laughs> and you just hear him. Good thing, Hintarin. Oh my God. Um, listen, guys, Tick is a friend, truly, but we can't assume he's not being controlled by somebody. So let's just play it safe and tie him up or lock him up for now. And Someone search him for weapons or explosives. Yes, oh, good, good idea. idea. Um, d- uh, just don't he... kick him; he'll wake up. Go ahead, sorry, I'm Poppy. Planning on it. Okay. <laughs> does he have any knowledge of how to drive a ship? Probably. I mean, he was one of the smartest tinkerers in the Blight. That's what they used him for. So um, machines, figuring stuff out, blowing stuff up was his favorite thing to do, but he's just good at that kind of stuff. Maybe, uh, Journey, you and I can talk to him at some point. Uh, if, if he was your friend, maybe this is his chance to be free of the Blight, just like you are. Yeah, yeah. No, I... It's possible. Um, Aaron starts to pat him down and pulls everything out of all his pockets. Yeah, you collect uh, from Tick um, uh, 140 gold pieces, uh, four uh, potions of healing, two potions of greater healing. Wow. Oh, shit. Who's taking all of these? I'm, I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you find uh, four incendiary bombs that each deal 2d8 fire damage. Oh. Good, more fire stuff. Four of those? Yep. 2d8? And then two uh, smoke bombs that create a heavy uh, occluded area. Maybe let someone else have those. <laughs> you know that Tick keeps a lot of health potions on him because he tends to blow himself up every now and then and needs, like, emergency healing from time to time. Got it. And no, like, trackers or anything else that I can find? No. no none of those, like, crystals or any of those, like, clay idols or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Is he wearing any sort of um, jewelry? No. Um, you can see he has got some work done to cover up the blight mark tattoo that he had before. Um, literally, it's just like a like a stick and poke kind of like blackened out area. Okay. Um, I think he's clean now. And Erin steps back with her arms full of potions <laughs> and bombs. <laughs> <laughs> How is he carrying all that? Which one was he reaching for when? It was definitely one of those smoke bomb pockets. Okay. Yeah. Well, Erin, if you think we can trust him. It sounds like he's got some skills we could use. Yeah, I, I think we need to question him a little bit more and maybe try to suss out the truth from where he's been. Well, and if he doesn't want to be here, I don't think we should force him, so maybe when he wakes up, we give him a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I just... It seems weird as soon as we're on a ship that's from the Blight, all of a sudden he shows up. That's all I'm saying. Tread carefully. Yeah. I honestly expected more Blight to show up. So. Yeah, they do that. They just come wherever we are. Never let up. To resolve this tick thing, yeah. is there like a hold or a place where we can tie him up? Yeah, great question. I think um, in the a uh, closet. Car- yeah, in the cargo <laughs> bay, there's definitely just a couple of like spare closet kind of things just for extra shit. Mm-hmm. But it's it- got shackles in it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Must have came out of the infernal room. What's this big leather thing off- hanging off the ceiling? <laughs> it's like a wooden cross. Aaron, do you want to assess him? And do you want anyone around for that? Um, let's just secure him for now, and I can question him when he wakes up from the spell. Okay. So we get him locked up securely. Yeah, so he's in the 
uh, in the first closet in the cargo bay, not far from the rolling pin, or the dance floor, I should say. Great. You all spend the night on the Shatterhorn. Uh, still docked, but floating out here in the clouds, uh, you get a sense of what it'll be like to stay on this ship, and it is supremely comfortable. Mm. There's plenty of space, even for the 12, 13 people aboard the ship now. Um, you know, you'll still bump into people as you make your way to the bathroom and whatnot, but plenty of room. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm full of energy. Poppy is just like laying, staring at the ceiling, and she goes, Hey, Doran. <laughs> Over the curtain wall. Mm-hmm. Was it morning? No, no, I just was thinking. This is pretty cool, right? It is. Thanks for sharing this with me. Yeah, uh, the curtain's a nice touch. <laughs> I just like the idea of no privacy whatsoever. <laughs> Doran's in the bathtub. <laughs> are, you, are you taking a bath right now? I am, yeah. <laughs> it works great. Just That's... some sloshing water. <laughs> well, sorry to wake you up. Good night. Oh, I probably shouldn't be sleeping in the bathtub anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh just God. drifts off in mid-back. It's like 3 a.m. and he's a prune. <laughs> After that, you all do get a nice, fine, long rest. And Woo. in the morning, you can all hear Tick pounding on that door. Oh, no. I thought if I slept, I would know what to do today, but I feel like I still don't know exactly what to do. Well, I can help you talk to him if you want. Okay. I, I'm coming with. Please, I don't want to pee in this room. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I preemptively give Bardic inspiration to Aaron. Okay. okay. If things go south, I'll be right outside the door. Thanks, guys. Um, the two guys. Out just there. guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron approaches the door. Tick, it's me. Aaron, please, can you let me out? I just need to use the bathroom, and then we can talk. Whatever. Um. Guy, do you have a bucket? Not on me. Oh, come on. I could escort him to the men's room. Okay. Let's take care of that. Aaron opens the door and lets Guy take him to go pee. To go pee pee. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You watch him uh, kind of, um, you know, with a little bit of hesitation, thinking he might bolt at any minute. But he plays along. He uh, doesn't try any shit when he goes to the bathroom. Well, Guy sorry. chooses the urinal right next to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Power play. He uh, looks over at you and then looks up at your face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the two of you come back, and Aaron, it's time for the interrogation. Tick, you said a lot of stuff yesterday when we found you, but I need you to tell me again, how did you end up here on this ship, on this day? After you did what you did in farewell, there was a sort of gathering. They rounded us up. Diver was gone, so... Some of the uh, other mid-level people, underdiver, around Mercy's tenure, came around and forced us into action. Action for what? To follow you, to, to hunt you. And we weren't the only ones. The message went out. Hmm. Ew. <sighs> Anywhere they could get to. I, I'd assume as, as far as you're known as heroes, you're probably known as... Enemies of the Blight. Well, that's not a huge surprise. I mean, we've known... I knew they would come after us. Yeah. And so you went? 
I didn't know what else to do. It's cowardly, maybe, but... Yeah, I went with them on this ship to get here. It was supposed to be a, a gift for Lyrian. They built it in farewell just after the laws had changed, and... I didn't... Mercy was eager to track you down. The moment we got here, she rendezvoused with Lyrian and got her orders and tracked you down, and I think you all came out on top of that. When I got the news, I knew the ship was all to myself. I waited for them to stock it with bismite, and I was going to take off last night, and things just uh, happened. You can drive this. Oh, sure. I can drive anything. Can you drive it like they drive it? What? I'll, like, pantomime how they oh, did the ring. Like Diver. Yeah. No. I don't... I don't know what that was. None of us did. Could you... help us figure it out? If... if we had some... maybe a little extra understanding? I'm, I'm a mechanical mind. That's... that's not me. What he was doing, it was spiritual. Faye. Mercy's dead. Good. So is Diver. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> He's just kind of like nodding his head and you see him get a little glassy-eyed. He goes, I never thought it would happen. Me either. Did you get to do the honors? Aaron smiles and says, I wouldn't have believed he died unless I did it myself. Um, Aaron's going to roll an insight check now to see if Tick is telling the truth. Hmm. For this whole story? Yeah. And I'm using my bardic inspiration from Doran. Fifteen. Tick. This is not going to be a leisure cruise. We are committed to continuing what we started here, which is saving Skylands and ending the blight and there are foes we have faced that we don't quite understand yet I spent 22 years with the blight they took my life from me I had another life to live and I didn't get to if you need the body of a blight member scattered from one end of an island to another I'm your guy So, um, could I tell from my insight check anything? You can tell as he's talking to Doran, he's got this severity about him. He's got, uh, you know, a close shade to the same kind of fury for the blight that you have, Aaron. He's, he's out of the bad situation. He wants revenge. And what? I'm not getting any hint of, like, stuff he's not telling us. Or can I tell from a 16? What you can tell from a 16 is that he wants revenge on the blight. He is not committed to you specifically or your team. Mm -hmm. You know, he might split, it seems like. Okay. You know, one thing you must understand when we faced Diver first, when we met you, we were attempting to take him out, and you took it upon yourself. I tried to kill him. To throw a bomb. In that moment, I tried to kill him. And the consequences of that. I can't control everything that physically happens in the world. I'm sorry you were in the wrong place at the wrong time, but I didn't know you. I didn't know your value, your purposes. I understand. What I'm saying now is. We will have a plan, and we can't have people going rogue. If you are to be with us, and Aaron must approve this first, but if you're going to join us on this, you have to be part of the plans. 
that we put together. We can't have anyone throwing bombs unexpectedly. Doran, and Aaron puts a hand, like, on his arm and says, it has to be your choice, though. Like, I wouldn't make you do anything you don't want to do, but we were given this ship, so you can choose to help us and stay with us, but you can also just leave, you know? Listen, I'm looking for a new life, a new start. I'll go with you. I'll fly your ship. I'll provide you with what I can, my knowledge, mechanics. If you're going adventuring to seek out dragons and riches, I'm not here for that. I'm not sticking my neck out for your goals. But I can help. I think what he's implying here is he's not going to fight at your side on adventures, but he's happy to you know, take his ticket out of here and help you in exchange. All right. Sounds good. Uh, and Aaron gives Tick a hug. Sorry about that last night. It's all right. He, uh, like, goes like he's going to stab you in the gut or something. <laughs> Aaron gives him a, a noogie on the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you guys pull away, and uh, Kesher's not far outside. Um, she's getting ready for a glide. She goes, hey, Mr. Fly Guy, what do you think? We gonna uh, get one out in the out in the sky before we head out, or? Uh... I think we're ready to just head out now. If you're all right. She kind of frowns and she gives you like a like a mock like punch on the shoulder, and she's like, ah, "All right, maybe next time." We still have to kind of assess the engine. Okay. Well, yeah, that I can help you with. You just want to check, make sure nothing's gonna explode when we start things up. Tick gives you all a little demo. He goes up to the engine. Shows you how to feed it, how to suspend the bismite as the power drains from it. Kind of the safety measures and precautions around here. And then he shows you the navigation console. It's this uh, circular table that almost looks like a compass with all these brass circular inlays in it. And they all seem to spin at different speeds and rotate. You can see in the middle of this is a little half-sphere recess. And then he shows you this little chest of, of stone spheres. He says... This is how they navigate out in the clouds. Uh, some of the islands tend to move, so they've got these seeking stones. Uh, these are attuned to a, uh, a stone on the island itself. So you simply just kind of plop it in here, and he uh, takes one for farewell, and uh, he sets it into the recess, and then you see this giant brass compass begin to turn and point in a direction. I'll get you back home. Just follow that. That's pretty easy. That's very interesting. Cool. And it has every skyland? Um, well... Not exactly. The ones we've, uh, the ones that this ship has been to and has purchased some others. You can buy these at uh, at some hangars and docks. You know, kind of directions to the next island, if you will. The DC one for, what was it? Small castle. Small castle. He uh, looks through the labels. Uh, yeah, sure. Lots of people go to Small Castle. That is our destination. He picks it up and puts it in the middle. You see. All of these brass rings begin to spin with different increments and different speeds, and then you see a few of them actually flip over and kind of oscillate and orbit over the center of it until this thing realigns, and it, uh, it points the uh, compass in the right direction. Cool. As for actually flying, I can show you over time, but perhaps to start, either me or Kesher should be captaining that part of it. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a good idea, but I think I'd like to sit and observe. Of course, Shadow. Stick around too, and Kesher was originally hired for this, so let's give it a go. All right. 
it's not that different from driving the rolling pin. Um, this has a, a steering wheel, essentially, a uh, big steering wheel, more like a nautical ship, um, but functions more or less the same. Uh, and then there's just a throttle to uh, increase speed, one to levitate up and down. Easy as that. Learning how to do that and the nuance takes some time. But uh, Kesher is able to gracefully lead you out of these docks. It seems she's a pro at this. It's that easy as that. So, yeah, just this lever, this lever, and turn it around, and there you go. You're off. Right in the clouds. Oosh. Wee. <laughs> This never gets old, and Aaron's leaning over the side of the ship um, with both their hands out really wide. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> um, and their hair is just, like, blowing back. Their braid is, like, coming loose at the end a little bit. You guys are going maybe 15 miles an hour at this point. Um, and, you know, you're all kind of, like, enjoying the wind in your face. And then you kind of notice that there's these um, almost, like, floating airborne buoys around this bay area with little lights on them to let people know when they're getting close, that sort of thing. As soon as Kesher gets past that, she goes, okay. <laughs> Kicks on the engines for this thing. Not that a jet engine them. by any means, but Aaron, you have to grab onto the railing and kind of hold yourself back as this thing really begins to take off. You hear all of your gear lurch. You hear the rolling pin smash up against something downstairs, and you hear, oh, fuck, what was that? <laughs> Mikey's just spinning on his back. <laughs> and once again, you are all airborne. Back out in the clouds, free to determine your own fate. And that's how the next few days goes. Life is easy. You guys are well supplied. Poppy's got fun dinners. The people of Baxi were eager to supply you with every munition, every bit of food that you wanted for the trail. You guys have never been so well off. You hear that? That's the other shoe. Stomping away. <laughs> Coming our way. Yeah. Yeah. Lifting up. Yeah. I thought we agreed no shoes. <laughs> um, I want to know how Bobka and Benjamin redesigned mm. the, the Inferno room. Yeah. Um, when you open the door, you see that they're just finishing painting together. Their fur is splashed with blue paint everywhere. Um, they had kind of redone the walls and they had hung up some like fluffy clouds on the ceiling. Um, and then they had put up some like oil paintings on the walls of clouds and stuff. And then sure enough, uh, they weren't able to make an actual window, but they actually did make a magical uh, porthole that displays a little bit of outside. Cute. Awesome. So cool. This looks really good, you guys. Indeed, I sort of want the room for myself now after we did so much work in it, but um, a deal's a deal, it's yours. Mine. Isn't that what you wanted it for? Um, yeah, I mean, I've... I've never had a room of my own, so, but it seems really nice. Uh, sure. Uh, there is another bed, uh, perhaps Doran. <laughs> Doran? Or whoever you want. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. They can figure it out. <laughs> hey, does anybody have the other bed yet? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. It's like sleeping out in the clouds. Yeah, oh, only original cast members can sleep in here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I understand. I'm an NPC. Okay. <laughs> NPCs don't get beds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you do see the place where a lot of other people had set up. Uh, of course, Mikey and April mostly sleep in the rolling pin itself. Um, uh, a lot of other people are either on the lounge couch or they do have hammocks in that cargo bay. Mm -hmm. I was imagining us, like, making some little rooms or rows of hammocks down there that's, like, comfortable living quarters. Yeah. Crew quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Journey and Poppy wanted to experiment with bismite and mm. the engine and mm. how to use it 
without destroying the bismite. From Journey's perspective, what she's trying to do is create like a micro version of what happened on Baxi when we healed it. I would like to look at it more from like a weave perspective, Mm -hmm. just like trying to garner what's happening when all of this happens. I feel like we're trying to bridge the magic scientific and the spiritual of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking in the rolling pin, you notice that it's, you know, lost some color over time. You know, it started out that brilliant sort of dark violet and now it's you know faded to a more green gold. When you connect with it, you feel that same kind of wanting or that asking that comes off of the crystal. And you respond to that with with liberation, with a a sort of sensation of free giving, and you lose spell slots over it. Uh, You feel your magic drain away, but in exchange, you see the color return to some of that bismite. Um, You know, not to its complete former glory, but you can tell that you can get some efficiency out of this bismite if the people who have magic donate it on a regular basis. Is there any way that I'm, like... So that's where it gets stuck, is step two. When you saw Parsimon do this, when you saw Diver do it, they were creating these liquid bismite rings as a propulsion system, this kind of sympathetic gravitational field of some sort. You even saw Lyrian do this, where he pulled molten bismite to himself to create armor in an instant, and that's the part that you can't figure out. How do they control bismite like that? I assume it has to be some sort of, like, partnership or relationship. Like, like the bismite wants to help. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like when I connect with it like that. There's a, there's a give and a take, and there's a, a feeling of communication. And maybe you're right. Maybe it's something in that same direction. Like becoming more attuned to it? Maybe. Mm. This is this is like getting closer, but it at the expense of our own magic. I'm not sure if that's what they were accomplishing. Mm-hmm. Do we get the feeling like we're truly stuck here, or is this something that over time we'll be able to learn more and figure out? It's a big hurdle. The problem is you don't really know where to start. You can't talk to the only people who have done this before, and all you have are those fleeting memories. I mean, the both of you spend a... Uh, uh, somewhat pathetic amount of time just holding your hand out towards the bismite and grunting and squeezing your face and yeah <laughs> trying to telekinesis it into into it working but you're really stuck here for a few days hey, maybe it's just something we don't know how to do on the on this plane yeah maybe uh maybe if we get a chance we can find a way to the fey wilds and i can Maybe talk to someone I know there. Yeah. Maybe we can get some information that way. Guy, give me a perception check. Four. I wish it fell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You smell something. It's coming from downstairs in the cargo bay. Wait, it was a smell check? Yeah. Oh, you have advantage. That's right. <laughs> Thirteen. There you go. Okay. Uh, you smell driftweed. Coming up from the cargo bay. April. Oh, not again. Uh, I'll make my way down to the cargo bay. Uh, You look, uh, you see a little bit, a wisp of smoke coming out from the bottom of that door, the closet that Tick was uh, interrogated in. You see a little bit of smoke drifting out of it. Let me guess. April, are you in there? Just a minute. (laughs) 
I'm taking a bath. Shower. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go to the bath. Uh, opens the door, um, and she's like, like doing like fanning away in front of her. She goes, "How can I help you?" I hope you did not drool <laughs> on the Shatterhorn. Of- <laughs> Forget our. What was that? Uh, forget it. <laughs> uh, sorry, guy. Did you need something? Uh, just relieve, relieve, reliving some old memories, are you? <laughs> ah, yeah, indeed. Yes, I am. Is there, um, did you want to, um, join me? Hmm. Mm. Past, r- recent revisits of my past have not been altogether agreeable, but mm. they have also recovered some important information. I... Maybe just a little. (laughs) (laughs) Just a hit. (laughs) She turns around and kind of trails a hand behind her, and she says, follow Mama April to the memories. Close the door. (laughs) Guy looks behind him and then follows her. Can't ship these two, but... Uh, yeah, she's uh, rolling up a little, like, standalone uh, driftweed incense kind of thing, sets it in a plate, and then just kind of burns it. Again, it's not like a direct inhale sort of thing, but she is sort of hotboxing this little room with it. (laughs) April, uh, tell me, do you ever come across your own memories that you find disagreeable? Hmm. I try not to judge my former self. I don't always hold on to the reasoning for every decision, so it's hard to know exactly what I felt then. Oh, I fear I can relate with that. Hmm. Maybe it's best that you do explore these things and make peace with it. I do not know if peace is possible, but... She breathes deep, breathes out, and says, Give peace a chance. (laughs) Sure, old girl. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You all hear Guy's kind of rumbling voice from inside the closet. As you can tell, he's just in there with April, like, for a good deal of the afternoon. Um, At that same time, Doran... You hear Rune's voice come through. You hear, Doran? Doran, are you around? Are you near Serbo? I must be. Uh, I look around. (laughs) Do I find Serbo? Yeah, he's in his, like, giant spread-legged position with his head turned around uh, to show the little electronic face of Rune. You can let me know when you're... Oh, never mind. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) I walk over to it. Rune, hey. Hey. Can we just talk for a while? Yeah. Yeah, of course. How's things going out in the clouds? Well, um, we managed to uh, secure ourselves an airship, and it's a lot bigger than anything I thought we'd ever be able to afford. All right. Yeah. Servo's here, obviously, and um, yeah, I feel like we have a good crew so far. That's great. I mean, if you ever need to fix her up, or you can come back to farewell, and I'll get you tuned up. What did you want to talk about? Ah, uh, nothing. Just, uh... Ah, it's just been quiet around here. That food's been good. Um... I don't know, it's just kind of weird without Sir Bo. And, uh... I miss her, Doran. And it sinks in a little bit. Um, he talks about this from time to time. Rune lives alone. Uh, he is very young. He's barely 18. He 
lost his mother very recently. Um, he, he and his mother ran a salvage yard together mm-hmm. um, with her gone and him um, somewhat agoraphobic. It's difficult for him to get along. Serbo was their sort of family helper. And so it's all he's got left. It's just hard not to think about her sometimes. What you're doing when you're still tinkering, does it, how do you feel? That's, that's the only time when I'm, when my mind is clear at least. It's just focused on the task, on the build. And then when the build is over, it's on to the next build. You know what I mean? I do. And I'm sorry I wasn't very considerate when I, you know, threw a new project at you. No, trust me, it's, it's what I need. At some point, Rune, I'm not going to tell you what to do, of course, you know. You need to follow your own path. There's a lot of world out there. There's a lot of people like you out there. I want to be able to see you face to face someday. Maybe that's selfish of me to say. If you can find it in yourself to make baby steps towards that. Right now, where we're heading, we're doing this next mission for a friend. Should you need something specific from me, please let me know. We can get you somewhere, anywhere that you'd like to go. I don't, I don't have really much to say, but could you maybe just keep talking for a while? Yeah. So, uh, I guess what I can say about this new crew, I haven't talked to everyone yet, but, well, it's, it's a hodgepodge. Some exploit members and some, some with other pasts. Uh, one in particular that still has me perplexed. Did I ever talk to you about Guy? He used to be a general. Guy, you were a general. You can see it clearly. You've been kind of fixed on this vision. You're standing at the head of a long table. You see six knights on one side, seven on the other. This is your circle. Your people. You all have heads right now. But you know, taking in the faces of all of them, that you killed all 13 of these people. Your best friends, the people that you trained into greatness people who trusted you with their lives, with the health of Lodum. You're just watching them eat and you've been stuck in this phase. All right, men, this meal has gone on long enough. Report. They all kind of drop their silverware and they all stand at the bench chairs that they're at, um, turn to you, they're eating in full armor with their long green cloaks. They all turn to face you and Flood waters coming in as we expected. Maker will be lost, but we knew that coming in. It was the right choice to make, General. You hear a resounding, Aye, the right choice, General. A tragedy, but one that had to occur. For the good of the many. For Lodum. For Lodum. Viren has been pleased with our progress. 
but there's much work to be done. She uh, has a uh, sort of ceremony that she wanted us to attend, all of us. You too, in your honor. I was asked to deliver the message. This is tomorrow. She's going to bestow on you a sword. A very special, particular one. A heavy blade like ours, but a magic weapon. No doubt. Well, it is about time. Uh, what else has she said of this ceremony? Well, she said it's going to... It's going to be the new start. She said it's really going to bring us all together in the best way. I welcome this. Lorem has languished for long enough. Soon, the world will know our might. With all the extra resources we saved from eschewing Mako, this spring will be fantastic for all of us. We are truly entering a golden age for Lodum. Please know that you are all, in a way, responsible for this. For Lodum. For Lodum. For Lodum. And I think we'll end it there. Aww. Thank you all so much for listening. I am Tim, your GM. I'm Hannah playing Aaron. I'm Tara and I'm Journey. I'm Thomas. I'm Guy. I'm John. I play Doran. I'm Maggie and I'm co-captain Poppy Kenmore. <laughs> <laughs> Share the show with people you love and we'll see you next time. Oh, guy. Oh, guy.